On this week's episode, it's the launch of Evolve Magazine. Pure Live hosts a live show in London. We have an interview with Jeff Davis. We discuss Squid Games, and of course, we have our demo segment. And that's all coming up right after this. And this is uh, the one and only HK with his new track, Anime Love. If money is evil, then that building is hell. This is the most obnoxious group of money-hungry, low-IQ, high-energy, jackrabbit, fucking wannabe, big-time, small-time, shit-talking, bothersome, irritating bunch of motherfuckers I have ever had to endure for more than five minutes. The following announcement has been paid for by the Canvas World Order. Thank <laughs> you. 
Saturday morning. You got your coffee and croissants ready. You're ready to get locked into your Saturday morning edition of Canvas Weekly. My name is Shima. I'm joined as always by the lucidly nameless one, the nameless, lucid, lucid, nameless, Hong Kong lucid, nameless, the nameless express. Man, every week you got yeah. my name wrong. It's lucid. I'm getting it wrong. On, I'm getting it wrong on purpose at this point, man. Yeah, I don't I think know if so. you've picked up on that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, anyway, I what's the nameless for like, Well, I haven't been nameless for two weeks, so let me update you on that. I'm lucid. Nice. How am I doing? I'm doing a. I'm doing um pretty well. I mean, like you know, we've been working really hard this past week, obviously, and we'll get into that in just a moment on you know the whole magazine and stuff. I'm sure most people listening to this yeah. will have seen that by now. Um, Hell yeah. yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing well. I'm just running on high energy, high octane vibes. Let's Kinda fucking go mode. Magazine. Yeah, LFG mode. Let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> us, us and the team, we've been fucking working hard on this damn mag. We've been trying to get this shit off the ground. Yeah, yeah. The whole really evolved like team we've put together for the subscription service. It's like you know the biggest thing that we've maybe ever done. To be honest, yeah, yeah, and huge. no one else in the dream punk has tried to go for a full run, full print physical mag. So, this is like not only like something that no one's done before, it's also like completely like uncharted waters, and we're like figuring stuff out. It's yeah. crazy, but we finally got like something that we can present to people, so. yeah, because it's, it's not just the magazine, it's like you know, you got the magazine, um. You know what else? What what else do you get with your subscription? You get NFTs. We got mags. We got NFTs, yeah. podcasts. We got your um, course that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to talk a little bit about that course, actually? So um, yeah, because like oh, I'm the, curious. Yeah, the course is called "How You Can Have Success in Music and Art." And like, what we're planning to do is Shima will essentially be interviewing me about various aspects of you know my career in music how you know i came from like nothing and like total poverty to having like a fairly successful music career um Mm. and you know every month there'll be a new episode basically where i go in depth about you know a lot of behind the scenes stuff and not not just how i got successful but like um also you know the very like fine details about why things happened and you know how you can apply them into your own uh career and just a little bit of a spoiler i think like the first episode we're going to do how not to be successful and it'll, it'll sort of make sense why when you hear it but yeah it's going yeah, that's going to be an a lot of things that people yeah do. yeah that's going to be an ongoing course as part of the subscription um once a month probably like a, you know once a 2 hour episode every month i'd say at the highest tier, you get physical mags, you get CDs, you get all kinds of shit, all kinds yeah, of Yeah, the, C- the CD, um, there'll be a monthly CD every month too. Do you want to tell them a little bit about that? Well, we're going to try and like curate the CD to be like the latest in the scene, but also like a lot of classics, a lot of tried and true stuff. The latest, the, the the first one we're coming out with. Um, I don't Let's know if you want to it is. That <laughs> well, no, because then it's not a mystery no, CD, is it? Yeah, like uh, we've no, got a pretty, yeah, we've got a pretty like one of the most in demand albums ever for a physical is going to be coming out on CD as the first mystery CD. 
uh, it's never had a physical release before, so I'll, you can you can you know start making your guesses though. It's gonna be quite a big one. And speaking of which, let's get into the rest of the news. So we've got uh, wait, uh, Kiel, rest I of the news, the rest of the news. Like we have, we've, you know, we've got a lot of stuff to cover on this magazine. We haven't even talked about the magazine yet. <laughs> like, do you want yeah, to actually talk about the magazine so, itself? <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, you got a you yeah, got a fair yeah. point. So the magazine <laughs> itself, the team of about I'd say about half a dozen people plus guest writers coming in. Yeah. A lot of people putting a lot of hard work in. A lot of great interviews with people from around the people from outside the scene as well. Yeah, great who have we got in this month? Done. What interviews have we got? Who, who have we got this month in the magazine? So you, Lally, well, is obviously on the Lally cover. right on the cover. Yeah, we've got uh, Vito. We've got DMTFL AI. Yeah, so v- Vito, Vito from DMT Tapes um, has actually become quite a. Um, important artist in the AI art scene and he's done a big interview for the magazine I haven't actually read that yet but I'm looking forward to reading that soon um, it's quite a good one yeah, who can, else uh, have we got he's got a lot to say we've got oh. Hard K in there the Exequi we got uh, Podal who was a pretty big grab um, so tell us about like... Podal because um, I'm not familiar with Podal but like obviously you know you've said like his work really plays into the whole hypermodern element of what the magazine's orientation is. So, you know, tell us a bit about Podal. Yeah, so basically, Podal's a YouTuber with about 300,000 subs. Most of his content is like 3D animation, but it's in a very sort of chaotic, hypermodern style. It's it's mm. not as serious as us. It, it, it's more on the comedic side, but there's yeah. like, he's wanting to parlay that into the... Yeah, a little, I guess you could say flappy, but yeah. he's wanting to parlay that into um, a more serious direction. So I think it's going to be quite a good read once we sit down and sort of get into it, because mm. you know he, he's 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 quite an intellectual person as well, and he's very dedicated and committed to like whatever he's working on. Yeah, he, he gives I'm it like his hundred percent attention. Yeah. yeah, because the yeah. magazine's being put together by quite a few people. Like, um, I've only seen bits of it in full, so I'm actually waiting for the full magazine to drop before I read the whole thing. Uh, that's going to drop. Um, the digital edition should come out a couple of days before the physicals are sent out on November the first. So if you if you want if you want a copy of that physical, you have to sign up to Patreon before the first, don't you? How does that work exactly? Mm-hmm. Can you explain that? Because I'm, I'm not as familiar so, with Patreon as you are. So when you sign up to Patreon, when you sign up to the, the tiers that we've got that actually provide the magazine, yeah. you provide your shipping address with the magazine. And here's a big one for all you US folk. Free shipping worldwide. Yeah, so yeah, you don't yeah. need to worry about paying shipping fees. We've got that one covered for you. But yeah, when you sign up to Patreon, um, you give your address. Uh, if you do it before November 1st, we send you an issue out. And you get to read through 60-plus pages of the latest in the scene and beyond. So, yeah. Look forward to it. So, so you got to way... be, so be signed up before November the 1st, right? And then the money comes out that day, right? And that, yeah, okay. So if you sign up November the yeah. 2nd, you'll, you'll miss that first issue, essentially. If you, if you sign up November the 1st, you'll miss it, won't you? Because the money won't come out that day. So you've got to be like, you got to literally sign up the month before. 
I believe the time when they like subtract the money from people's accounts is like any time on November the first. So maybe if you got in like super early in the yeah, morning, but I wouldn't risk it. Like I, I wouldn't risk it. So you want to sign off like no. any time before you know the thirty first Halloween. So any time before especially Halloween, especially when it's the, you know the yeah, especially when it's the first edition of a brand new mag. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, this thing's gonna be worth a pretty penny. Yeah. In the and you get the so every also, every every tier gets NFTs too, on um mm-hmm. HEN, uh, which is a Tezos uh, backed um NFT gallery site. So um it's not Ethereum. So people who are more like concerned about you know the environmental impact of NFTs, which has been a big topic this year, um don't need yeah. to you know be worried as such. Mm-hmm. But before the eco shit came out, we were already talking about getting interested in NFTs. Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously, like, we did the, actually... Yeah, 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 like, um, Akua, as part of, you know, the um, team that we've been putting together, and he's done, you know, some original artwork for the magazine, and um, he's going to be working on NFTs of us and such, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And on top of all that, you get a mystery CD packed full of tunes. So, you know, you got a really good deal there. Mm. And we've been working hard on it for about a month now. And to be honest, I think it goes back like maybe three months, like when we first started talking about yeah, the like, idea. Like, like, I, oh, we've had the idea since like. Well, yeah, like the idea goes. Actually, you know, to be honest, the idea goes back to like 2019 or so. It's just like finally coming to fruition. But yeah, like, you know, it's like all been building up. Um, for that long and you know it, it really went into full gear like the past few months so yeah um, and it's finally gonna pay off so y'all don't want to miss this, this yeah is yeah yeah so it's like it's it's not like part of dream catalog it's in association with dream catalog it's like a different company in its own right it's you know it'll be evolved mm-hmm. so it's a it's not like a dream catalog thing it's sort of like interlinked though it's obviously like if you know again yeah. like part of the subscription is you'll get all the dream catalog new albums uh bandcamp download code so um you know there's another aspect it's, it's an associated company but they're not they're not connected they're just like existing in their own spaces yeah 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 i guess like the you know it, like uh evolve will sort of be covering you know like um the hyper modern age uh what, what's the tagline again sorry you should be doing this not me <laughs> a monthly tagline magazine for the hyper modern age there you go Art, music, culture, hey. philosophy, chaos, and um, the the um, opening tier is called Dream Punks, which is uh, ten pounds a month, and then you can go all the way up to the top tier, which is twenty three a month for the magazine, CD, and everything else like the NFTs, Bandcamp codes. So like you know the value of it's pretty great, and then it's free shipping on top of that as well. So um, you know, it's can't hell. complain. Mm-hmm. I'm personally really excited for it because, like, no, yeah, like it's just... me. Like, it feels like this is like the biggest thing that we've done in years. To be honest, maybe the biggest thing mm-hmm. ever. Really, it's like the start of a whole new, the birth of a new day. Let's say <laughs> a whole new physical format. You know, we've never done a mag before. Yeah, so it's yeah. A new exploration. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right now we can so, talk about Crown Jewel. Now let's get to. The... <laughs> now let's talk about Matt Riddle coming out on a camel. Yeah, so um, uh, WWE, um, 
did the Saudi Arabia annual Saudi Arabia show last night uh, called Crown Jewel. I guess so. We'll talk about that for a moment if you want them. I watch, don't know why watch they the, watch, the, um, these, watch the minute by minute ratings fall right off at this point now. As soon as we bring up WWE, <laughs> yeah, let's let's quickly get let, 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 let's let's cover you, the, you, the, you the don't know, critical you, points and get off. So, so you don't know why they're doing these? Did you say? I, I the only reason why they're doing them is because the Saudi government is paying them like tens of millions of dollars. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I saw someone you say, know. I can't remember who it was. I saw someone say that WWE make more off these this one Saudi Arabia show a year than um, AEW makes off an entire year of TV off TNT. So that's how big it is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I watched. No, I well, can I, believe that. I watched like half the matches. I watched the uh, what was the opening match? Ed, oh, Edge versus Rollins is very good actually. I I really enjoyed that mm. match. I thought Edge was like excellent. Um, you know, you know Edge. Like I actually think he's better now than he was in his like. You know, his SmackDown days like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, well, no. I don't know no, what no, it is. I, I he's agree. just like, he just, just like that grizzled veteran like approach that he's got now really suits him, I think. And he's, I don't know, as much as yeah, he's just been really good. Know, yeah. He's been through the ringer as well, so like he knows, yeah. like yeah. he's got the intelligence, he's got the experience. Speaking of matches that weren't very good, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. No, not Brock Lesnar, Goldberg oh, versus Goldberg. Bobby Lashley. Oh my. My um, word, why isn't Goldberg retired? Because uh, I guess he wants Saudi Someone Arabia money. <laughs> yeah, okay, but even with Saudi Arabia money, there must be a point where you look at your matches and you must think to yourself, hmm, this is a bit shit. <laughs> I don't think they care about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I just sort of half-watched that. I wasn't really bothered. So I start half watching the, the highlight for me was Matt Riddle coming out on a camel. Other than that, it was like, yeah, yeah. boring Saudi show with shitty matches and a really uncomfortable atmosphere. Especially during the women's matches. Oh my word. <laughs> oh right, yeah, because the women the, the, are sort of like the, fully clothed, like with the full sleeves the, and everything. The, the Saudi atmosphere during a women's match. Oh my <laughs> lord! Yeah, I, 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 I like the Saudi atmosphere. To be honest, it, it, I don't know. It just reminds me of like old nineties crowds, kind of like. A... Yeah, probably because they haven't, you know, moved forward culturally since like nineteen ninety two. So <laughs> that's it has that old nineties yeah. feel. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. moving maybe, swiftly maybe on, that, maybe that's WWE. A, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> anyway, maybe. Anyway, let's let's get off this and redeem some of our analytics, shall we? Uh, yeah. Pure Life are doing a live show tonight in Landon. Yeah, so they've been hyping this up they've for got... months now. Um, big two night show. So last night they did uh, the ambient show. I don't know. Remember was part of that from Dream Catalog, obviously. Um, and then tonight they've got one at the Glove that fits that same venue that we did our um, big show at in two thousand and nineteen. Um, oh so, hell yeah! So yeah, it's a great like, venue. Yeah, like Elegance of the Damned is going to be on that one. Uh, another Dream Cat name. Um, but obviously, you know, he's got he's he's released of Pure Life as well. Um, who else is on that? Oh, I got you know you know something. I was supposed to be doing a surprise DJ set for that, but I just didn't have time for it unfortunately because like everything's been building up with this magazine, and I just. Didn't get the time to go, but I spoke with a Panther Ray, and you know, maybe next year we'll do something together in London. 
see about it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dream catalog X Pure Life, maybe that'd be dope. That's that's literally what I wrote to him in the email. Like I, I wrote Dream nice. Class X Pure nice. Life, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That, that's no, the kind of shit I like good. to hear. And then, you know, throw an X Life Wire. Yeah, throw an X Live Wire on the end of that too. You know, do a big all the big, you know, UK Dream Punk labels together, doing a massive like event would be pretty huge, I think. It would be an absolute bonanza. Yeah. You know, like sure. ne- next spring or next summer or something um, in London. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. So, continuing on with stuff involving you, uh, one of your albums is now up on Spotify, ain't it? Oh, right, yeah. Um, more electric swirl to fill up your stupid heads with by HK. When I, was, I made it when I was in a bit of a mood, so excuse the title. <laughs> he he had the grumps that day. The That's grumps. what it was. He you know where it was? I actually had a really bad toothache around that time. That's why I was so pissed off all the time. So do you remember like hyper whatever? Ah. And uh, what, yeah. else, what else came around at that time? White Bunchy, hyper whatever, all the HK anger. I was like, what was I doing on Twitter? Oh, Vapor Hell, of course, yeah, Vapor Hell. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the reason there was all that stuff is because I had really bad toothache at that time, to be honest. Like, that was probably the main source. Which shows, you know, that's what toothache can do. It can bring out the most creative uh, period. <laughs> so there you go, folks. If you're suffering from lack of creativity, just yeah. suffer from toothache instead. Yeah, just, and there you go, you're creative. Yeah, just drink a lot, drink a lot of... Um, Coke Zero, and you'll get a toothache. Speaking of which, uh, I actually quit drinking Coke Zero a week ago. Hallelujah. Yeah, I didn't tell you, but like, I've, um, like the last time I drank it was probably like this time last week when we recorded, roughly. Um, mm. And it was actually a lot easier to stop drinking it than I thought it would be. I just didn't really care about it after two days. Yeah, because I I was drinking like yeah, literally right. like you know like three or four cans a day to be honest like for the last three or four years probably. It's one of those things you like habitually get into, and when you notice the habit, mm. then you can like easily kick it because it's like oh yeah, why am I doing this? This is fucking dumb. Yeah, 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 and I just drink. I've just been drinking a lot more water now. Speaking of which, hold on. <sighs> nice. <sighs> You start to upstage move your ice water there. I was I was joining you in. I was always <laughs> backing you up as oh. always, dude. Fair enough. So before we move on to our interview with Jeff Davis, of all people, don't forget Evolve Magazine. It's freaking huge. Sixty plus pages of the finest shit going on in the scene and beyond. Yeah, Articles, uh... interviews, art, music, CDs, physical mags, patreon.com forward slash Evolve Mag UK. And we will get into our interview with Jeff Davis right after this lovely song 37 Hours by Halo Acid and HKE. Thank you. 
37 hours off of uh, the Days of Night album by HKE and Halo Acid, and now we're joined by the man of myth, the legend himself, none other than Jeffrey Davis. How you doing, man? What is up, guys? Yo. Yo. Pleasure What's to speak the to you, finally. You? Yeah, it's, uh... You, you, you've been known for years now, but, like, it, it's good to actually be able to put a, a face, a name, and a voice all together. And like, no, I've been I've been known, unknown, you know, in a different different way than you guys, you know. So yeah, it's yeah, uh, you've it's, been like more below the radar. You've been yeah, like, I, I try to I try to stay below the radar for for historical reasons, you know. It's important for me to stay one step ahead of the man. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we we can we can get into talking about the man, but I I have to ask you just out of curiosity, how is cyanide production at this time of year? No, dude. So you you gotta you gotta stay up with the latest uh, you know the latest trend. So I'm uh, I'm no longer in the in the cyanide business now. It wasn't wasn't quite dangerous enough for me. So now I'm I'm making phosgene. It's actually you know so cyanide was was World War II. Um, phosgene is is World War One. You know, uh, <laughs> weapon of mass destruction. So it's more guttural. It's more it's more primitive. You know, it's it's a deeper connection to to the chemistry. Nice. So I think that's quite interesting that you're like specifically choosing like destructive chemicals as like the thing to manufacture. Are you? Yeah, uh... it's my, my, it, my mom, you know, she always, she's always, you know, always asks me, why do you always do these things? You know? And uh, the, the real, the real answer is, um, you know, if you do something that's really difficult uh, and it's hard to do and there's big barriers to entry, you can make a shitload of money, so that's that's the reason why I gravitate towards this type of stuff. I, it's not because I find it uh, exciting or sexy, or you know, and it, and none of it's you know, honestly speaking, they're not used for those those purposes anymore, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. they're good good businesses to be in for. But let's totally say good. hypothetically, you got a contract from the Chinese government, and they said, <laughs> "Hey, Jeffrey Davis, we'll pay you like." 30 million dollars if you help us make some like world war three bioweapons for us would you would you like go for it those fuckers we signed an nda they weren't supposed to tell you guys about that man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, it's it's uh which it's actually um in both of, both of these companies you know it's uh you get a lot of uh like surprise surprise visits from um you know dhs department of homeland security they uh, everything is super tightly controlled, so yeah, you know, we we can joke about it, but in in reality, no, we can't we can't do any of that stuff, you know. So our, what we do is it's used in pharmaceuticals now, pharmaceuticals and life sciences. So it's we we help people live better lives, man. That's what we're all about, you know. So you're not working with any halo. military complexes in particular. Yeah, we, some of the some of the products we make are used in you know in some. You know, rocket engines, explosives, things like that, but not, not, not directly with uh, Xi Jinping or anything like that. <laughs> there we go. You see, that's the kind of scoop that I do these interviews for. Yeah. That's the kind of information that I like to get out of our guests. Okay, yeah, now we can chill out. Now, now that I've got, now that I've extracted the interesting shit out of you, now let's chill yeah. out and talk music for twenty minutes, huh? Right on. Sounds good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so Jeff. Um... How like I guess you're like a proper old school, you know, uh, electronic music fan. Um, like, wh- how did you get into all this stuff? Like, um, like, uh, it does it go back to like the nineties for you? 
the 90s. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, um, so, so I'm, you know, one of the original OGs. So I'm, I'm 59 years old. I was born on September 1st, 1962. Um, I've, you know, always been into music in a, in a huge way. Um, yeah. I bought my first, first record, my first vinyl record, um, when I was in the second grade, you know, with my money from my report card, you know, so my mom used to give me, um, I think it was 15 cents for every A, you know, so I had the chance to get a 90, 90 cents, six times 15 cents if I, if I nailed it. And I'm a smart little whipper. So I, of course I nailed it. So I had, you know, 90 cents to go and go and buy my first record. So, you know, I started getting into music, uh, at, at a pretty early age. Um, I'd say probably the first electronic music I, I got into was, was early craft work, you know, so the first yeah. purely electronic, uh, record I bought was, um, uh, the man machine, you know, oh, by Kraftwerk. Yeah, so that, yeah. you know, that would have, I think that was like seven so right or something line. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, and it's, um, you know, I had heard some stuff before, but I was, I was mostly into, you know, normal rock and roll and, you know, my favorite yeah. band when I was like growing up was, was Steppenwolf for like the longest right, yeah, time. And then yeah. I was into, you know, like Rush and stuff like that. So just typical stuff that you do as a, 1970s stoner the type of music you listen to but i you know i got this uh you know the man machine you know and it's this cool looking red uh red cover yeah, you know yeah. and all four members are standing there and you know it's the first record i bought that sort of had you know what you call an aesthetic to it you know and i'm like yeah for sure. you know what is it what are these guys about you know but then i started listening to them it's like wow that's pretty cool you know so <laughs> that's that's when i started getting into um you know, more electronic stuff. But I, I, even today, I mean, I listen to all, all kinds of music. I mean, all kinds of music, not not just electronic. But, I'm, okay, right. you know, I like, I like stuff, you know, I, I, I gravitate to stuff that's either, um, you know, when I hear it, it's like totally different than anything I've ever heard, you know? So it's like yeah, yeah. innovative in a certain way. It's like, whoa, you know? Except, uh, um, except fluff. <laughs> that's you know that's, that's when I, you know I, I got that reaction you know but then the other yeah. the other part is it's something that's just even though it's conventionally structured conventional conventional instruments has a hook to it you know that just yeah, yeah, for whatever yeah. reason ear earworms into your into your brain you know oh and I, I forgot man before we before we even start i meant to say this so so hke um i want to say this to you okay i you know we've known each other five or six years um yeah, yeah. lately i i don't uh, you know i'm i don't heap you a lot of uh high praise you know publicly on twitter like some of your other acolytes and sycophants <laughs> but um you know <laughs> i i, I want to thank i want to thank you man because you're you know you're prolific you've you've generated a ton of music um in the five or six years you know i've been watching you and and you know listening to you know, a lot of it's you know it's music that's pretty special to me that i really enjoy but also um as a curator you know maybe even more importantly you've introduced me to you know a bunch of cool artists that you know honestly speaking i probably i probably wouldn't have ever heard of you know so uh, i i really appreciate that so even though i give you shit on, on twitter uh, I, I honestly uh, genuinely thank you for your contributions to my mental well-being yeah, thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate that. I know, I know, I know that you wrote me for fluff and stuff. It's all in good spirits and everything. So, <laughs> and I think you know, you know, it's when it's when you're going through one of your episodes. You know, I just kind of <laughs> check out. You know, wait till it gets better again. You know. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of which, what what did you think of um, the more recent output that's been going on? Um, I guess there's been. A I, I I uh, I I listened to the track, uh, your new track. It's it's good, man. It's got that cool like. Um, oh right, yeah, on a yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I like the uh, you know I call it kind of bleary eyed you know where you got that kind of detoned um pads and just yeah, yeah. you know it's <laughs> always always kind of a cool you know it's like a 4 30 a.m vibe when you're you're trudging home from from, from the club or whatever or so yeah i thought, thought, it's a, <laughs> thought it was a thought it was a cool cool track actually yeah, yeah. You know? and it's yeah. got your you got your signature female vox in there you know yeah, distorted in the background yeah <laughs> that's not have your female vox yeah, <laughs> yeah track does that female vox that's a fact yeah but yeah it's been um it's been real keeping up with this scene as of late because it feels like a lot of people kind of just get it now rather than like because there was a lot of confusion years ago back when we were in the chaos era and it was all blurry and a mess and now things have like calmed down and people can like actually take in who over time has like contributed the most and people are like recognizing that and it's it's really cool to see this kind of like precipitation of respect sort of beginning to rain down it's like huh. are you saying you want to okay. get more respect shima is that what you no saying? no i'm saying i am saying that just watching it happen in the scene is really interesting because you can actually yeah. like it's like it's it's beginning to pay off in a way. It's it's cool. I mean, once we all finally, you know, we see we see the writing on the wall, and once we all acknowledge that Oscob is the true true, uh, you know, Godfather of of all things vaporwave and dream punk, you know, every life is good again. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some. Well, I'll be there. I'll be honest with you guys. You know, like um, I'm I maybe approach this differently. You know, just because of my age or whatever. I mean. I'm buying. I'm buying music. I don't. I don't give a shit about the aesthetic or what does the cover look like or what's the backstory of these guys freebasing raccoon blood and you know chasing <laughs> ice, ice chasing ice snakes and you know all these things. So um, you know. So when it, you know, it's been weird to just like watch you know some of these. Um, I don't know if, if that's the chaos era. I'm not sure. It was the chaos era. Was that like the fourth time that Dream Catalog closed or, or like the third <laughs> time or something? <laughs> but, but, you know, all these sort of like battles, you know, and it's just like, oh, my God, you know, this is just like a group of 20 kids, you know, with laptops, you know, around the world in their bedroom. And they're having these huge, you know, gang wars, you know, <laughs> it's just, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to pick a side. I just want to listen to the music. <laughs> so you're more into a piece than a chaos then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's weird. Cause like, uh, I'm a big, you know, I, I've bought a lot of the music over the years and, and I tend to just like, um, you know, I've got like a 64, um, gigabyte card in my car, you know, that's just loaded with all vintages, you know, and I just put it on random and, you know, stuff comes up. I'm like, oh, now that was a banger, you know, even though it's a, you know, it's, it's telepath from 2014. I mean, it's just still like moves your soul, you know? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's cool to kind of, you know, I'm, I'm less about like, Hey, I'm on the cutting edge. This is the latest artist in the new micro sub genre that nobody's heard of yet, but it's going to be the cool one, you know? So you got to get on this, on this train, you know, I'm just like to listen to the music. I don't care what the album cover looks like. I don't care who the artist is. <laughs> What's yeah. the story, you know, just give me some cool sounds. Yeah. So a uh, kiteboard too, I presume. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah. Jeffrey Davis's cool sounds to kiteboards too. That sounds like one fuck of a Spotify playlist. Yeah, I can, I can do that, man. I can do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd so, like to hear that. I'd listen. I'd give that a listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been kind of crazy though, because like you've been, you've kind of lived through the evolution of electronic music. You've kind of like seen this progression as you've, you know, progressed it. So yeah, like, I, yeah. So like when I, you know, when I remember like when it really took off. So. um so this would have been like you said, uh, HKE, like you know, '92. Okay, this is when the, um, the you know, there's a, a mailing list, um, the the original IDM list. On oh right, yeah, yeah. So you're on the, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm still a, I'm still a member. You know, I'm and there's still every now and then, a, <laughs> a, you know, a mail comes around. But I mean, literally back in the day, I mean, that thing was like. Um, you know, I don't know, get 50 or 70 emails a, a day, you know, threaded yeah, yeah. messages on that. And it was, you know, it was really, it. you know, it's, it was different then. We didn't know, A, there was, you know, weren't as many groups, you know, as many artists. It was, it was all new, um, you know, and it was, a lot of it was pretty good, you know, and, and so we're just trading, trading thoughts and, and perspectives on, you know, on, on each release, you know, but, this is back in the day when, you know, Aphex would release, you know, one album a year, maybe, you know, and a few yeah. singles, analog, analog bubble bath singles and stuff. So, um, you know, but that's where I got like a lot of my initial information and, and literally, dude, I mean, I was a, I was a plant manager running a, a factory. I had this laptop and I was dialing in to the internet at 9,600 baud on a, on a phone line, you know, no <laughs> shit, you know, like you know, downloading these messages so that I could get up to speed on, uh, you know, kind of what's the latest thing that I got to go look for. And, you know, we didn't, you didn't have, we didn't have Bandcamp, we didn't have Spotify. You had to, you know, you either had to have a good vendor, uh, which I had a guy that's called Irrational in Denver, Colorado, who, you know, had a mailing list and you, you know, you could just order stuff. And then like a week later, it would, you know, the vinyl would be at your, at your place, you know, but it was, it was different back then, you know, but it's, yeah, in a sure. way, you know, and I, I think it's, to me, it's an important trend. I mean, um, the, you know, the barrier, similar to what we talked about, about my job, Shima, I mean, the barriers to entry in electronic music have, have come down so much that it's so easy to become an artist. It's so easy to spend 12 minutes making a track. Right, it's yeah. easy to make a label, you know, that, that it devalues the art, you know, um, and, and even if you, if all you do all day long is listen to new releases, you know, you can't keep and, up. And not gonna, yeah, you can't keep up and then even the good ones aren't going to be as special to you just because you're, you're just friggin' tired, you know? So, yeah. so, That's you know, funny, it was right? a little bit different back in the day, you know, it just every, you know, when a new, when Otterker came out with a new record, I mean, it was a big deal, you know, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's because that's all you're going to get for the next three months, you know? Uh, yeah, that, so that's it, funny because you, know, like, you know, I've I've been making music for like probably about 20 years or so now and like a lot of the stuff that I had to learn in those first 10 years is sort yeah. of like automatic now in these programs. So it's almost yeah. like, a, you know, a waste of time in a sense. But yeah, like the 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 um that that's what makes it so rapid. It's like the production of it can be done like automatic, which is um in a in a way um that that that's what makes like a lot of it so samey and like devalued. As yeah. you said. I remember uh, like a really old interview with um Todd OSB actually, where he yeah. 
I think it was just before like Vaporwave and it, it was like um, an interview with him in The Guardian going back to probably like 2010 or something where he said like a lot of these like kids coming up now are going to be looking at ways to actually, um, you know, sort of return to a sort of old, you know, you know, like an old kind of retro sound because... Um, because of this kind of issue, essentially. I can't remember ex- his exact quote now, but he sort of, like, anticipated Vaporwave and that, like, return to retro sounds in such in a way, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, that's, the- it's, it's, it's highlighted in a song by, you know, LCD Sound System, I'm Losing My Edge, you know. I heard <laughs> your friends are selling their guitars to buy arpeggiators, you know, to right. make a Yaz <laughs> record, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, and it's it, it's another thing that's interesting about this scene always was from the beginning. You know, the fact that you have this generation of young artists. I, sh- I I always say kids, but I say that in an endearing way, and it's not meant to be negative. It just oh yeah, yeah you know, young, kids, young sure. people. You know, yeah. but they're they're creating this whole aesthetic about being nostalgic for something that they weren't even alive for, you know? So, you know, you're seeing this video that shows the mall and vi- video games at the mall. I mean, I used to hang out in the mall, you know, so I am a little bit nostalgic about it, but not really, you know, but it's all the, you know, at the time, kids that were born in 95 making music about that, you know, yeah, that's yeah. their dystopian vision of missing, missing that era that they never lived in, but somehow feel like they need to miss it. Yeah, for sure, yeah. So what do you make of um, AI music and that whole um, potential? You know, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's, um, it's interesting, you know, but I think that just sort of like even further devalues the art, you know? So, um, and, and I think it's, I, I think the things that are magic about music, I don't, you know, it, I don't, I think they're the kind of things that's hard for an AI to figure out if you know what I'm saying, yeah. you know? So I, I think, yeah, I, I think AIs will make, will make a lot of just shitty, awkward music that has similar sounding VSTs and, and pads, but it, you know, the, the chord structure and, and the tonality is going to be different. And, you know, I, I think a human, a human brain can do that in a, you know, in a more natural way, I think than than AI. Yeah, I think I think that's where like emotion and soul comes into it. You know, obviously a computer can't like read you know the emotional effect of a melody, for example, yeah. the way a human can. Um, so like you know maybe a, a, an AI can have as much skill as a human or even greater skill, but they're not necessarily going to make a good tune out of it. It's like that old right. Sopranos episode, um, a hit is a hit. I don't know if you know that one. Where it's like I don't know all the oh, I've seen every episode, but I don't know them by name. But, yeah, yeah, it was like it was like that episode where Christopher wants to um, uh, join a band and um, put out yeah. a hit single, and they just can't get a good tune right. Basically, okay, and it's called yeah, like, yeah hit is a hitter, sort of pun on you know um, like you know gangster stuff. But, yeah, like yeah. sort of the idea is like they just can't get a tune right, uh, no matter how much they try, and then um, like they just hear some of a random tune. And, um, you know, it's just so like they, they, they could be great flap artists, then, huh? So, what I, is the best flap that you hate I still so just much? can't. I still can't figure out: is this just a, a big psyop meme, big or, or do you think it's like a real genre? You know, I mean, it's just... Jeffrey, Jeffrey, as the as the only real human left in the universe, I'm here to tell you that the internet has been a psyop since 2006. I know. Um, I know. Yeah, none of this is real, by the way. All, all this yeah. internet, it's, it's going to be 
All this internet shit's going to be gone in about five years. Take yeah. advantage of it while you can. No, I, know, I, I know. The ride has been phenomenal. Yeah. No, I don't think I'll ever try to explain flop in earnest. I know. I I yeah, it's just, it's not worth. I don't, and and for, to, for clarity, I don't hate it. Okay, it's just not. I'm just not interested in it. And I've, yeah. I've, I've only listened like to one flop one song all the way through, and that was the longest flap song that's ever been written. Was that 14 minute? Banger that you put out a week ago or something. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. You had the white bunch hit you. And just as a reminder, you promised that that's the last white banshee song of, of 2021. You promised. Uh, te- technically, there's one more to come because it was made already, oh. but that's coming out in two oh. weeks or so. So oh. that'll be the last one, yeah. That that was the last you know recorded. I mean? <laughs> that was yeah. the last recorded one, and then you're gonna yeah, invite our greatest super fan onto a Discord call of us, and then okay, just completely yeah. shit on his on his wishes. Yeah, I'm off the flop for the rest of the year, though. Like I'm working on okay. other stuff right now. Bit of tackle, Good. basically. Good. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm psyched. I'm hyped to hear that. So I know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know, I know. You still got the fire in you, man. So I'm. I've got faith, man. I got faith. Cheers. You haven't. You haven't lost all your potential. It's still in there. What about Shamers? He lost his, or did the other? No, I, th- I actually think um, uh, I think some of Shima's more recent stuff. He, he's see, he's progressed. You kind of went backwards, but Shima in general has, <laughs> Ooh, has progressed. That's okay. Ooh, he noticed. <laughs> he noticed. Oh shit! <laughs> no, Ouch! I'm just, uh, I'm just you know simmering, waiting for the big big comeback. You know, Dragon Soul yeah. two or something like that. Yeah, that would that would be hype. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good, man. Also, soul. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, now we're going even further backwards. <laughs> yeah. Going back to like mammal. Yeah, what do you make for the whole weasel raccoon? Um, I don't, that- I don't, I don't. You know, that's again, that's just all this stuff around the side that I just yeah. don't don't get. You know, but but that, well, good news I, for I you, told- Jeffrey. The raccoons are now available on Spotify, so you can catch up and you can listen to your favorite raccoon hits from yeah. Richie Raccoon. No, it's, a, raccoon. It, it's it's like a bizarre story because it was like I think it was the day that I don't know. It's one day when there was some big Twitter Twitter retreat thread about the raccoons and the otters. But then, <laughs> literally, I was driving home from work, um, and I and I'm working this sort of a blue collar industrial town in, in, in New York right now, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people that are a little bit down on their luck and this old, I was at a stoplight and this old dude, probably 70 years old. I don't know if he was homeless or not. Just, I don't know. He had a cane and he was holding a raccoon, like a dead raccoon, like by the (laughs) tail, just carrying it by his side. And I'm like, I'm like, this is like some kind of a sign from God or something. I, I literally, I was going to get out of my car and take a picture because it just, I've never seen that, you know? Yeah, I think I mean, he, I think he never drained, seen that. drained it of blood for Henry Moonshine. Yeah, and he was yeah that's what, that's what you said. He was probably just got done freebasing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just shoot yeah, we, we, we have raccoons all over the place here, you know, so they're quite common, but we, you know, we call them like bin bandits because they just, you know, they wreck your trash, but... We tend to, you know, we view them as carriers, carriers of ra- rabies, and you know, so we usually don't touch them, you know, even if Pests. they're dead, just because yeah. they carry a lot of disease. So outside of uh, raccoons and flap and stuff, who would you say, like, out of this whole scene, whether it be, you know, dream punk, vaporwave, hard vape, yeah. whatever, like, who, who would you say, like, your top five artists after HK number one would be? 
Um, oh, that's you're being pretty pr- presumptuous there. But yeah, you're, I'm only- you're, you're you're probably right. So I would say, um, and and uh, and again, I'm and I'm, this isn't thought out. I should have should have rehearsed this. I should have known. God, you go for the interview, you know, they're going to ask you that question. I should have known this, but I would say, like, judge, you know, going back to the whole, you know, when I put in my sixty-four gigabyte card, you know, going all the way back to twenty fourteen, mm. it's probably you. It's um, it's telepath. It's cocaine Jesus. Um, I, I love um, Thug Widow, anything that Thug Widow touches. I, I'm really into um, Rashida Prime and also his sort of alter alter alias um, Idol. Um, I, I've never heard good. that. What's it called? Yeah, you should look. You, yeah, you should look it up. Yeah, yeah if you I'll go, check if that you out, go yeah. on his, if you go on his own, um, you know, every artist like has their own non-label page that just links to all their other releases. I right, think he yeah. has like there's only two releases. Um, so then, and then probably. Um, Oh God, who else? Um, I, I, you know, I liked a lot of stuff on on um, on Pure Life. So you know, um, Kuroi, Amoa, you know, those guys like yeah, that. So that's yeah. probably like my top top five right now. You know. Oh, uh, cool. Oh no, I would say I would substitute the last one for the microgram. I'm I'm really down for the yeah, microgram. Microgram's yeah, microgram's really good. Yeah, you, you can tell. Like you know, I, I've only really chatted to him briefly, but like you know, he's got that old school um, head about him. If you know what I mean, like um, yeah, you can tell. Um, I think he's. I think he's around my age, so you know he probably goes back in the in the. You know, I I start started getting into electronic music in about I guess like the very early two thousands. So I'd be like two thousand, two thousand and one. Well, I was actually into like dance music in the nineties when I was just a you know a young teenager. Be- even before I got into like the more serious stuff, so to speak. So you know, it's like been a lifelong love for me. That don't, don't diminish it, you know, because like even yeah. like that one um, that one. You know, you, it was a track on, I even forgot what album, you know, uh, recently. And, and I, I posted it up a few days ago. I think it's called like Euro or something. Oh, like. right, and it's yeah, just yeah. a, it's just a, you know, it's a simple, simple banger, you know, straight out of 1992. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah it's, like, it slaps, it slaps, man. It slaps, it slaps. So, you know, it's, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter that it's not, you know, super challenging. It's, it just slaps, you know. Yeah, and that's, yeah I agree for that's sure, what, yeah. That's why, you know, that's why I like that day, Days of Night track, you know, you let in with, because that's just, that thing just, the thing I love about that is it's, it's like perfect, it's like, like the right length of time for like at the gym, you know, right, your 30 minutes on the, on the bike or whatever, because it, it keeps like wanting to die, you know, and you think it's yeah. over, but then it comes back, you know, with <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a big kind of just bouncing you know, dusty, grimy baseline. Yeah, it's pretty sick. <laughs> you know, you know why it's called thirty-seven hours, by the way, because um, I, um Halo, Halo and I had been awake for thirty-seven hours by yeah. the time we finished making it. Because <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty long one, but yeah. Um, so so what's he? Little... What's he up to? I haven't heard much about him lately. Uh, I haven't actually spoke to him in quite a while. Last last I heard, he um he's like uh, at university studying something. Okay. Like yeah, so he's sort of changed Good. direction a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I haven't spoken yeah, in quite a while, though, to be honest. But um, hope he hope he makes some hope he makes some more bangers because he's 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 been a you know he's probably in my top ten if not the top five. But yeah, yeah. for sure. Like actually, in terms of like innovation, I would say like you know Halo Acid. You know, even though you said you're not really that interested in innovation, I, I I'm sort of like half with you on that actually. Um, like I think Halo Acid nonetheless has been one of the more innovative artists to come out of the scene. You know, in the last 
six or seven yeah, I, years. I don't think I said that. I mean, I think I said it doesn't have to be yeah, yeah, innovate, right, yeah. super innovative to be a banger that just, right, yeah, you yeah, know, just yeah, warms yeah. into your brain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, would, I would agree that he, you know, he he's made some pretty cool stuff, you know, that's that's not it's not down the center lane of what everybody else is doing yeah. at the time. You Actually, know? speaking of which, um, like someone who's proper off kilter that I know you're a fan of is um, Loretta Aberdeen, Brian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and you, you know, that's you you introduced me to that dude, you know, and um, yeah. and yeah, he's a fr- freak, you know, and he makes some. You know, uh, a variety of pretty interesting stuff that's you know kind of cobbled together with you know analog equipment and and some digital manipulation and you know, but it's it's good, you know. It's yeah, good for stuff. sure. Yeah. So in a sense, you do like flop because I sort of, <laughs> I sort of see him as like. Um, oh no, no, he's semi flop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I I I didn't never realize that. If you would have told me that, I would have never bought any of, of his music. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't see think. That? Uh, I don't think he's like. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think I'd really call him fluff. He's just sort of semi-flop, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know what his favorite song of mine is? It's um. That, I don't know if you remember it. Um, Weasel fucking a raccoon. <laughs> I, I probably that probably passed you by actually. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. That sounds like night, nightmarish, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite. Yeah. But yeah, he he like if here's a little spoiler for the podcast actually or surprise or he he actually just sent a brand new album over to Dreamcast, which is pretty. Uh, it's actually more okay. de- even more demented than his usual it's stuff. So absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't even also. begin to describe. <laughs> Yeah. So you like, guys have you guys have only released one album of his, right? Yeah, yeah. Like um, I, I just discovered. Like I, I got really in, deep into like SoundCloud actually again in 2019 because yeah. like it was it was sort of like after SoundCloud had really died off in hype, and I was just wondering like you know who's even uploading on here these days, and I just did like a really huge deep dive, and I found some really like great like obscure artists like him that were just posting stuff regularly. And um, there's a you know a few more guys like that under that I was getting into at the time, and I was just like into this idea of like end of music where you know like yeah. music sort of at its end you know in, in terms of potential and like all this sort of chaos was just occurring on SoundCloud and he he was like one of the leading guys in that regard for me, which is how I got in touch with him. But yeah, he's he's got you know a fair few albums out there he seems to be making oh, yeah. musical yeah he releases a lot of stuff kind of sort of on his own you know but, yeah, yeah. but if you think about it you know i mean you know you you put him on one of your uh, mixed cloud mixes you know and yeah. uh you know and he got he probably picked up a fair amount of fans from that i would have never found the guy i mean i just i just kind of streamed through my you know the only thing i see on soundcloud is the people i follow and, yeah, yeah. and the people they fo- they follow and retweet you know so so yeah, I would have sure. never found that guy. So I mean, you did the world a service, you know. Yeah. Cheers, folks. Um, seven, seven. He got seventeen new fans out of that, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. And you were one of them. Yeah. 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 There you go. So, what do you see the future of music as? What with the constant devaluing of music tumbling down and yeah, AI music being the you next know, that's step. It. That's a good question, you know. So I don't see, you know, I never, I never really agreed with the concept of the end of music, you know. And I'm, mm. and I just think of it sort of like, um, I was take probably taking it more too literal than what you you actually meant, HKE. You know, I'm, I'm like, you think of how many how many tones are in a, you know, in a in a scale, and um, you you think of the different keys something can be in, and you think of you know all the different combinations of 
you know, different lengths of notes and time signatures. You know, there's no possible way, that, you know, there's almost an infinite number of possibilities. Yeah. You, you know, 80% of them are going to sound like flap and are going to be terrible, but <laughs> you know, there's, there, there's still a lot of runway left for music, but, but I think, you know, I guess what, what I would guess Shima, like sort of what you said that will probably elevate to some new platform of, uh, you know, whatever the, you know, the equivalent of the cosmic internet is in the future. And there, and there will be, you know, different tools that come along with that. I mean, I think music could take different forms, you know, it might not even be auditory in, in, in the future. It could be some combination of cognitive waves and visual stimuli and, you know, an actual audio music combined. I think it's going to, I think it'll grow into more of, it'll grow past just um written time signatures you know on a on a black and white piece of paper with with notes and a, and a mm -hmm. timeline and a daw i think it's going to become a more you know immersive thing you know that's not just one one media it probably uh you know goes for two or three of your senses at once i, I hope that that would be an interesting way to you know, to add more more optionality no, and more I, hope for the future. I, that, that's that is that, exactly that, what we're trying to go for. Yeah, that's how, yeah. that's that's sort of what really enamored me about vaporwave in 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 the beginning. Actually, just like how it wasn't just music; it was you know, um, you know, like the whole aesthetic around it. It creates a sort of atmosphere, yeah. like specifically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like at the end of the day, you know, like a, a tune is a tune. Like sometimes you just want to listen to a tune as well. Right. It's just tunes, right. my guy, kind of attitude. <laughs> but, but but you know it's like i can't tell you how many times you know it's a true story that i was i've been had a you know virtual dream plaza track you know 30 30 minute and 42 second track play played in my car which is just a repeat drone mall soft loop you know but i passed my freaking exit and i don't even realize for like eight minutes you know I'm like, Shit, <laughs> past my office you know so yeah, it's you might want, somehow you might it can just like get you in this weird disconnected consciousness you know yeah yeah you yeah. might not want to um listen to those in the car anymore just in case <laughs> yeah yeah not when i'm late for work at least you yeah. know and definitely not while you kite board and either i'd stick, right, to, the, uh, stick right. to the flap for the, for the keep yourself yeah. awake <laughs> yeah yeah uh, anyway, so i think, um, I think yeah, I oh, think sorry. I think you know I think the future's bright for music. I just think it's going to be something different than what we're thinking of. I think you might be right that we could be nearing the end of um, you know today's music 1.0 or 2.0, whatever it is, you know, and it it's going to transform into something more immersive in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel. That's what I feel, man. I think that um, what's going to be new. I think what's going to be explored a lot more. Is this idea of like multi-sensory um, experiences? Yeah. I like yeah. that. There's you know, there's there's stuff that makes you think, and there's stuff that makes you feel, and there's visuals, context, and like especially. I'm actually I actually had this thought earlier this afternoon, where I was thinking of a way that, like you could use AI music to actually enhance the value of music, mm -hmm. um, and that's by like having it almost as like like a symbiote, like constantly like changing and evolving, but with mm -hmm. like recognizable. Um, you know, repetition and melody and all the rest of it to sort of guide it along. So yeah. that way you could like constantly be generating new pieces that stick within the context of like sounding like a song, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it ha you know, it has to have some way, you know, machine learning or any kind of a neural process. It, ha it has to, you know, you have this sort of uh, genetic evolution where the, where the good stuff has to survive and 
you know, and the trash, you know, dies off and doesn't propagate to the next generation of the iterative, you know, model. So somehow somebody's got to guide it to, oh yeah, that's a banger. Okay. So, so mate this one with this other banger to come up with your, your new AI offspring music and, you know, see if, see if that's even better. You know, it's got to have some, it can't just be random evolution. You know, somebody's got to curate and pick the, pick those that will leave live and those that will not yeah i get you I get yeah you. so that's um, what i tried to do on the uh that black ba- i don't know if you've been keeping up to date with black banshee i, I listen i i wanted um you know um i think it was the you know it was like your it was an album and it was you know i would call it sort of like almost dark ambient i thought that was pretty pretty tight man hmm yeah. So with Black Banshee, what I did on the latest album I released in that series, it's the world's first AI-generated album. And basically is that sort of curation process where, like, I got the AI to generate, like, a dozen continuations of a track, and then I listened mm-hmm. through each one and, like, topped and tailed, like, the best bits and, like, sort of stitched it back together into a cohesive track. And I did that for an album. And it came out, it came out pretty damn interesting, I think. So, so, but you, you know, but you, you just, um, you like confirm my point. So you have, you know, you had a, you had AI generating this sort of the stems. Um, you, you know, you had a human, an educated human yourself making judgments on which pieces are worth keeping and which ones aren't, you know, and you, and you stitched them back together. So, you know, that still makes a good, unique, it's a unique creative process, but you're still involved to, to steer the evolution, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that we'll ever get to a point where AI can manage that by itself, or just? You know, again, I think it's I think it's one of these things where, um, at least what I've seen so far, uh, you know, the models aren't, aren't sophisticated enough yet to think in to think in that way. But I'm sure that'll I'm sure that'll change. You know, with AI as we see it today, you know, when you see these, uh, you know, the deep mind art from Google, you know, and and it's the same for music. It just, it just sounds, you know, it, it's, it, it's, you know, it's the artist would never pass a capture that says I am not a robot. You know, you could tell it's it's robot music. You know, I mean, yeah, mm. at least the stuff I've I've seen and heard. So, but but I'm sure, you know, it's going to advance. I mean, pretty soon, probably much sooner than I think. You know, it'll be almost the same as a human mind, probably. So um, I want to take a bit of a left turn here. Like I was just wondering, you know, like you've been, you know, you say you you've been a huge music fan since you were a kid and stuff. Was there any like itch for you to actually get into trying to learn how to make music, even play guitar or anything of that nature? Oh yeah, I was um, I was a, you know, um, I was a musician all through you know all through uh, all through my life. I don't, I'm not a producer. Uh, yeah. You know, I may or may not have been a producer at some point um but you know i was a I, you know i played in classical music i played jazz you know all through high school oh, I, okay. I was a i actually was a trombonist so i was a you know i i marched in the rose bowl parade which is a you know big deal in the u.s and yeah. you know was in all-state band i was the first chair on the trombone section you know but i kind of figured out hey i'm not this isn't going to be my career you know so yeah. i shouldn't be wasting this much time on it so I haven't been, you know, an active music creator since, you know, since that point, pretty long time ago, in any in any big way, you know. But, but yeah. could you think so could you, you, know, could, could you pick, pick up the trombone today? Could you like still 
too yeah, that's I, 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 could, I could still I could still play, but it's something where um, there's actually a fair amount of like um, physical conditioning. It's something mm. called your embouchure, which is basically just the way you you know yeah. you hold your lips together. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You, know, you can only get you know I could probably get through two two octaves where I used to be able to go up six octaves. You know, so mm. it's you can't do that unless you're like playing every every day yeah know, i, I had the, i i had like um an alto saxophone like about 10 years ago too and uh-huh. yeah even even that itself is very hard so i, I imagine like a trombone's like even you know yeah that's the same thing i mean i could i still know you know i still it's still programmed in the positions and i could play a c yeah. you know a c scale with no problem it's just you know wouldn't wouldn't be very good tone pretty much I think anybody, you know, you, you can tell the artists uh, in, in this scene who are, you know, have some, um, you know, basic, uh, you know, actual technical music background. You know, it's it's a little bit, little bit obvious, you know, so it's, it's helpful, you know, if you understand basic yeah. music theory prior to just picking up Ableton or a reason or whatever, you know. Yeah, I guess like the I mean, barrier to entry, like you mentioned earlier, like you know, any any kid can just jump online and throw up a um, album these days within minutes, which obviously yeah. wasn't the case of someone like me when I was that that age. Like there was so there was no so you know so you know I would go back even further when you started. You know, I'm I'm not sure what your equipment was, but if you've ever worked with you know an analog analog synth and just pure MIDI and tried to keep that thing synced. You know, and yeah. then figure out how to actually render that to a to a DAT or something. You know, it's it, so, you. It's, it's it's not that you resent it, but you just say like, you know, it's it's like you you sound like a you know a crotchety old guy. These kids, you know, they don't realize <laughs> back in my day we had to yeah. you know do this and you know. So I don't know if you feel that way from when you first started making music. You know, do you think it's like too easy for somebody to just become a producer yeah, overnight like this, nowadays. Like it's sort of what I was mentioning earlier. It's almost like, you know, there's a sort of like Instagram filter music in a way. Um, yeah. And like, you can hear that across a lot of the music in a sense, the sort of that same kind of like rigid plasticness to a lot of it. And like the yeah. better artists seem to be the ones who do, you know, explore those kind of like retro sounds in a way and like incorporate them into the new kind of, you know, Instagram filters as I called them. But um, yeah, yeah, like the, um, you know, I wouldn't say that's true of like, a lot of young artists, like some young artists, like really, yeah, like I, I think of someone like uh, Axakui, for example. Um, like I can hear, you know, aspects of that in his music because, you know, I guess uh-huh. that's what he's grew up in. But at the same time, you know, he is um, classically trained um, viola uh-huh. player too, which, you know, that, uh-huh. that, you know, that really impacts like the ability within his music in that way, just as you said. Um, Broken Canyon is another one in that regard. Too, yeah, actually, too, who, who's guitarist? Yeah, she's 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 awesome. So um, yeah, I, and I, I think I think she just dropped a new album that I haven't haven't had taken the time to listen to, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's uh, fire. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, speaking of a uh, young artist that uh, that uh, you know, Godona, uh, here's a, I guess we could sign off uh, here because we're coming up to uh, 42 minutes, and I guess um. You know, you you probably want to go kiteboarding along the waves. I gotta go make some phosgene, man. I'm still at work. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, like, yeah. here's one of your favorite artists. This is uh one of your selections, "Emulate Love" by Cocaine Jesus. But before we get into that, do you want to say any parting words um, and so on? No, just uh, you know, hey, I I love all you kids. You know, let's just stay positive. Keep keep making new music. Keep keep challenging yourself. Um, if if shit gets down and you go through an episode just just 
just hold on. It'll it'll get better again. There's always light at the end of the tunnel, and just uh, stay positive. So thanks thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, for sure. It's thanks, been Dad. Great stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go, to, go to your room, Shima. Go to your room. <laughs> I don't think he ever leaves this room, to be fair. <laughs> I'm too busy making tunes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Too, too busy on Discord as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this is uh, Amulite Love by Cocaine Jesus. And cheers again, Jeff, for coming on the show. I'll see you later, guys. Cheers. Peace. See ya.
yeah, let's discuss that Squid Game shit, boy. Yeah, so um, Squid Yo. Games. You haven't, you haven't. You told me you haven't finished watching it yet. I've, I haven't finished watching it yet, but I got the ending spoiled. So right, okay. So um, I guess I'll just give my review. What do you think of it so far? Than like what you've seen, and then I'll I'll tell you my thoughts. So Sometimes, far, you know, I think it's. I think it's really good. I think the symbolism is quite intense, but like in a way that's like makes you think rather than overwhelms you. And Give me an example. Quite Im- like um, the coffins with the bow ties, and then like in the mm. first episode. Well, what they, do you think that like symbolizes? Decorative thing that's got the gun in. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's 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 human sacrifice, isn't it? You know. Well, yeah, that is the show. <laughs> it's. It's 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 a gift. It's, it's it's presenting a gift to the to the you know the god of death. It's like that's why they got the bow tie on it and everything. It's like here you go. So you think there's actually like a sort of esoteric meaning to it as well? Um, yeah. Like a sort of religious almost aspect. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing. A- any great media, any great uh, piece of art is always multifaceted. It always yeah, yeah, has, yeah. you know, layers to it and, and different ways in which you can interpret it. Yeah. So obviously, and like, I feel like, yeah. yeah, go on. The kind of symbolism within Squid Games is like the kind of thing that easily lends itself to that kind of esoteric, multifaceted way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. Because I could, I could yeah. easily watch like the same. Like the good thing about Squid Games is I feel like it's one of those shows where I can come back to it in a year and think like totally different about it than when I'm watching it now, for example. Because you, you think know, so? People change, yeah. Like, like, because the symbolism, like the the meaning of those symbols that they use in the show, uh, will change depending on who you are as a person. You know how you personally reflect on those symbols, and then how that symbolism is used kind of has like a symbiotic effect and like changes how you look at the show. You know. Yeah. Plus, not to mention, there's like there's like three or four different ways to interpret it. Even at like a base, like um, what's the word? Even at like a scholarly level, there's there's three or four different ways to interpret. The, yeah, but like I'm interested in like what the interpretation is, rather than you know that it can be interpreted. To be honest, my personal interpretation of the entirety of Squid Games thus far is that it's um, well, there's 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 the one thing that's quite obvious that is a, a pretty much a damning incarceration of the state of like people getting into debt and credit card culture and loan sharks and all that kind of thing like none of these events would have happened if like those people simply weren't in that position so that's pretty damning um secondly it also ties into like there's a lot of hopelessness in there there's a lot of like people being put on the edge and there's a lot of you know it's 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 quite upsetting but then also there's the the other perspective of looking at it from the perspective of like these these people's lives are almost just like like a game to be played, you know? It, they, yeah. They, they hold no value, and then you when yeah. you when, when you parlay that into like that goes not just for the the contestants but also for the people running the show. Yeah. You know, it, it extends out, and it's like, well, where is the value in this? What is you know, what's the what's the the thing? And going into the the spoilers that got ruined for me, it's all just, you know, it's, it, it's pretty much being digested as if it's entertainment. It's, it's right. little more than, you know, so yeah, like that, you know, the, you know. The, so at the end, right, the guy, you know, he's revealed to be, you know, the sort of 
multi-billionaire behind the whole project itself, which, you know, he says he created because, you know, he was bored in life. And like, I actually, I, I actually like, found that really profound, actually, that, that aspect of it. Um, like, how... Well, how the, did everything in Death Note because he was bored. Yeah, there you go. Like, you know, that, that... Right, yeah. So, like, it's an interesting concept, like, the idea of power and boredom. Um, how, you know, like, let, let, like, talking about freedom, like, if you've got all the freedom in the world, what have you actually got left to do? There's nothing to, like, you know, work against. You you can just do whatever you want. It's like, you know, you know when you play, like, Grand Theft Auto or whatever, and it's like, you can do whatever you want within the game, so you just, like, run around, running everyone over and shit. And it's just, like, kind of boring and stupid. Like, that, that I guess, you know, like, the the idea of, like, ultimate power and tyranny is like invoke induces a sort of boredom in people and you know you, you don't have to be like an all-powerful rich tyrant to know that you can think about like other things that you've got total power over of in your life and how that's boring to you um mm-hmm. so when you know framing that in the context of a billionaire who's got like nothing left to do in life other than just sit there and you know count count money and play with money or whatever there is that so sort of I, there. There's like, there's, so, there's a sort of like desensitization that occurs, and thus a need for novelty, and then like that need for novelty yeah. spurs on um, the you know the sort of like tyrannical uh, like lack of empathy, and um, you know I guess brings out this kind of like um, sort of like sadistic side of a person, which is kind of interesting yeah. to me. So Have what we you been gonna recording? Say? Yeah. Okay, good. I was going to say... Um, <laughs> you think I'm, I would be saying all this? Spoil- like... <laughs> all right, go on. I don't know. We've had we've had 20-minute discussions without hitting record. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's true. Sure yeah, we could, have, we could have easily been having this off the air, to be honest. Go on. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to try and, like, not spoil it for myself any further, but there is one question I want to know the answer to. Is the brain tumor thing legit, or is he just saying that to, like not reveal who he is yeah that's legit yeah oh he does actually have a brain tumor yeah so like he's gonna die anyway in that case and he's yeah like, but like it's re- it's revealed that he made the game like 20 years ago and it, it there's like one that occurs every year essentially so it's like an annual thing so it's you know oh it's, so it's like a hunger games kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's definitely playing on that whole yeah. side of things yeah so um obviously you know the 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 show itself is like a sort of criticism of capitalism um and the you know the uber rich and such you know that's fine whatever like you know loads of shows and films and books and whatever do that so that's not particularly interesting in itself um yeah what's interesting to me was that aspect of um uh, tyranny and boredom um mm. and that that's something that a lot of other sort of um sort of critical like um shows of this nature don't really touch on i think um i guess it's sort of like a psychological uh approach to the concert um i don't know what else Do you I think that to... caesar and hitler did all their tyrannical shit because they were bored no because like you know think about hitler like um 
Like, I, I don't know about Caesar, because I'm not, like, as educated on Rome or whatever, but um, with Hitler, like, <laughs> why, why are we talking about Hitler? Like, Hitler did his, like, tyranny more out of um, a sort of resentment and hatred and such, yeah, because, you know, why, yeah, let's, let's not bother getting into fucking Hitler right now. No, I'm saying that there, there must be like some kind of like historical. I'm saying there must be like some kind of historical like equivalent to this happening, like uh, in the real yeah, world like, because like yeah. I, I I don't know, like um, you know, the bands have been like Tyrone's emperors. Getting bored and playing God. I guess like Caligula from Rome comes to mind for me as someone who was sort of like bored, <laughs> but I don't know, like Nero, you know, that, that, yeah, I, like, like I said, I'm not educated enough on Rome to really make that comment, to be honest. But um, Yeah, I'm not asking for an educated opinion, I'm just asking for a hypothetical here. Uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. Like, but, um, but like, it's like I said, like so, you, can, you can reflect upon it in your own life, you don't need to be like an all-rich, all-elite tyrant. It's, not, like, every, like, it's the concept of freedom itself. Like, everyone's got freedom over something, because like, that's what freedom is. Freedom is power. Um... To have power over something is to have freedom over it. Like freedom, like etymologically means, you know, sort of like free dominion. So you've got a free right of way over that um, aspect of whatever you've got freedom over. So any, so yeah, so um, so to have power so over experience that. So yeah, if you have total power over something, you have a freedom over it. So you can have like. You know, within the context of something, you can have a, a t like a t um, tyrant-like approach if you end up that way. So it's it's more like how freedom can induce boredom, um, and then it's like mm. fr you know from from there you can talk about how this is you know like that uh, the quote you know with great power comes great responsibility. Um, so if there's no sort of like responsibility there to the person who has power, then um, you know that could, that that's where like you know boredom and um, sadism and such can come into play. So you know what what is it that what is it that induces that lack of empathy and boredom and such that can lead to that? I guess it would be a sort of nihilism if you you know if you have no sort of like transcendent convictions and anything all you care about is yourself and that kind of thing if your moral compass doesn't point in a specific direction yeah if you're like a moral relativist then you know you could reduce that all the way back to you know only caring for yourself and sort of like your most base urges then you know that's what can induce that in my opinion whereas like you know to have so, a more transcendent um, conviction in reality is to be like within the world itself. Where, whereas, like if you if you if you've got that sort of like nihilistic approach, you're like sort of instinctively or you know first and foremost in your own head, and that's it. Yeah, serving a sort of higher purpose. A lot of people find that that's part of the transcendence of you know mortality and into being you know more spiritual is, is that sort of like yeah passing through the sort of trapping of just thinking like oh well i'm just here and i'm just i just exist you know who gives a fuck you know yeah. passing going through that and actually finding like 
a reason and a meaning and like so, something so, to dedicate your life towards. Yeah, so in the context of Squid Games, it's interesting. It's like, you know, because it's obviously like a huge criticism of capitalism. Um, like in this context, you know, the system that they do exist in is nihilistic. You know, there's, mm. it's like this notion of like infinite growth to, towards war. Like in, infinity exactly. in itself is nothingness. Mm. So, so that 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 that's where like you know the because the, the the show itself plays so much on like money and numbers and stuff. Like it is, it's like very intertwined. Like this idea of, um, you know, how ev- everything is just, you know, numbers essentially. Which wh- when you have that approach, um, whether you know whether you you're coming at it from any perspective if you're just looking at everything in this sort of like numerical scientific way it will become a sort of godless uh, nihilistic way of um thinking so um people look at the world as if it's a numbers game but they forget that numbers don't mean anything right yeah exactly and i think that you know that's why the show uses numbers so heavily like that and i thought that was kind of clever as well you know, every, every every character in the show has a number, then numbered. You know, which which itself, you know, that 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 itself brings up, you know, um, like the Holocaust and um, <laughs> to bring Hitler back Stars. into the conversation. <laughs> yeah, of but you got to bring Hitler back in. Yeah. So, but it's like it's rather the same thing. Um, so one last thing I want your opinion on before we move on from Squid Game, um, I read somewhere that like you know when like they're first set, getting everyone set up on the island, there's like a satellite view of like where the island actually is. Mm. Well, apparently that that island was actually used for like, uh, like as like a CIA torture place in like the sixties or something. Yeah, like, you know, you know what? There's a like, sort. Of, I think there's definitely a, a, a distinct kind of like anti-American feeling to the show too. That's sort of a bit more subtle, which I wanted to talk about. So, for example, when the VIP characters come in, right? The VIP is like the ones who are sort of funding this whole thing by gambling on it, and they're like, you know, they're watching it from these like luxury booths with like Venetian masks and shit on, and it's all kind of like, you know. Eyes wide shut style. Yeah, eyes wide shut, like grotesque, uh, you know, vile, like animalistic, you know. I, again, it's like the, it's like the, you know, they've been like these characters have debased themselves to, to this kind of like nihilistic, you know, lust for hedonistic. Yeah, hedonists. Yeah, so like you know, the characters are like ugly, fat. Um, you know, they just care about immediate pleasure. Um, but it it's definitely got that anti-American aspect to it because all the you know obviously the show is like Korean so like every character in it's Korean until the VIPs get in it and then the, all the VIPs are like distinctly not Korean they're all you know like white Europeans and Americans um like the most notable character the most notable characters like you know got a thick New York accent and he's fat and um like the show creator himself even came out and said um. You know, it was based on Donald Trump, essentially. So um, there's, there's, there's obviously like that anti-American sentiment to it, and you know, like American America and capitalism essentially are intertwined. Um, hmm. Like 
conceptually or whatever. But then there's like at the there was a really interesting part at the end as well, like once she factored that into it. Like right on the last episode, the main character who wins the show, um or who wins the games, he he go he like when he's rich he goes to a salon and gets his hair dyed red. Which is like it seems like really weird when you're watching it, but like what what's interesting is um after like at the salon when he gets his hair dyed red, like a shot lingers on this picture of a um like white model, like white European or American model with bright red hair. And it like it distinctly lingers on the picture, you know, so you consider it. Um So again it's like, you know I think it's like another, you know sort of like example ant- of how capitalism sort of corrupts you yeah because like because like when i when like what i think about is like k-pop for example like how the k-pop um i was gonna say characters and i guess they are characters in a way so like k-pop like boy band members they're, they're, i guess they're sort of like characters um they've all got yeah. that kind of like bright colorful hair and it you know that that itself is a very like you know american import so I think, like you know, there's that sort of like anti-American sentiment too. Um, so it's it's almost like the 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 way I read it was like you know because the character has become that rich now he's like Americanizing himself too, um, you know, gradually. So I, I sort of read that in it because like prior to that he's like um, very like scruffy and um, I don't know, just kind of weird that part I thought. But yeah. That, there's definitely that anti-American feeling, you know. Well, that's pretty interesting on the Squid Games front. We finally covered it, and now everyone's going to forget about Squid Games in two weeks because that's how. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Works. yeah. We were already a week late. You know, we <laughs> should have talked about this a week ago, but you were too lazy to actually watch it. I'm sorry that my girlfriend drug her feet on watching it with me. I <laughs> um. Anyway. Let's move on to the demos, but before we get there, let's have a track from Hard K, shall we? This is Cocaine Propane by Hard K.
time for the much-heralded, critically acclaimed highlight of your week and possibly even your life itself, the Demos segment. Yeah. We review the demos that you have sent in to us, and we let you know whether they're good, whether they're bad, or they're somewhere in the middle. We'll let you know. Yeah. So, so we're gonna start with some. We're gonna start with some old ones this week that we, you know, ex- explain why we've got old ones again. So, like, basically, you people are fucking nuts, and we're somehow able to like send shit to our demos email, even when our demos email wasn't like public knowledge or out there in any sort of way <laughs> you people just kept sending shit in so yeah. you know we, we we hold up our end of the it's bar like you, you know guys... we're, we're like the elite in squid games and we're just watching i just what these these are all numbered yeah. contestants that we've got our venetian people. masks on hell yeah <laughs> I, I always i always wear a venetian mask whenever i do the demos <laughs> you know you know i've actually got a venetian mask i've got um I've actually got the mask from Eyes Wide Shut, like a replica version of it. Huh. Yeah. So is that what uh, you're going to be wearing when you go to your globalist balls, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't wear that one because it's the one that Tom Cruise wears in the film. I just bought it because I like the film a lot. It's probably my favourite film of all time. It's definitely like one of my top three. You know what? I I rewatched Akira for the first time in ages um, um, earlier this week too. And like, to be honest, that might be my favorite film ever. Like, I just fucking class. <laughs> it's you such think a, it's such a. Yeah, I think it does. It's such a deep mystical film. Like, I absolutely love it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely like if, my, rich. I'll give you my top five films. Actually, no, I won't. I'll um, I'll save that for a Patreon show. <laughs> so you got you got to subscribe patreon.com slash evolve mag uk and we'll do a top ten films podcast on the. Hell yeah! Not getting okay, that for but... free. No, you can fuck <laughs> I need off. I need more money for more uh, Venetian masks. And more squid game type <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, we need to get more squid games, not less. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Anyway, well, let's get into some demos. Let's see. See, see we're 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 you know like we're not like other labels. We actually listen to demos. We're not like the um, squid game scum. <laughs> <laughs> We're more squid like the an- we're more like the anti Squid Game crew, anyway. Well, like um, the octopus game. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into some shit. Let's see who's first on the chopping block this week. Let's start with Tom Levens. Tom Levens. Tom Levens. Hey, Dream Corporate, please follow the link for my demo subscription. Submission. Oh, it's from Belgium. Okay. He's from Belgium. That's obviously a, a, a Belgian accent that I put on there. If you yeah. Um, let's see. His so, link doesn't on, work. But let's... It's a, I've got... A, no, it's working. Go on, pick a tune. Let's see what Elevate's got. Elevate. 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 Oh, elevate. Elevate. Oh. Well, this is putting me to sleep. You always say that, but like it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not. You know, speaking it's... of sleep ambient music, um, there's that fucking dream tone name going around, no? Mm-hmm. For uh, 
And then it's uh, like that was funny. Like we should have covered this on the news segment. I got I guess like I'm not interested in that. Sorry, so I just paused it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fine. It was like I'd, I'd fall asleep to it, but whatever. Anyway, there was like um, so there's this name Dream Tone going around now, and then it turns out like I'm actually like the creator of Dream Tone, but I didn't really know <laughs> about it <laughs> until recently. Cause like so I made that Sleep Center album in 2014, uh, which is like you know ambient music to sleep to. Did we cover this on last week's show? I think we did, didn't we? We might have done. I think it. Yeah. So I, like I I created Dream Tone. So you know just another genre I've made. Big deal. Just another one. Just just. Pull All right. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was. I'll, let's just go to the next demo. That was a disaster. Yeah, All right. Next. <laughs> Lexan music, please. Let's let's Lexan go for Lexan. Okay. Hey there, I'm Lexman, and my artist name is Lexan. Laxative man. Like, that's I what I was thinking as well. <laughs> I basically produce house tracks, experimenting and twisting in my own way. Okay, I'm submitting my no track for a demo. Thank you for listening. My link doesn't fucking work. Ha <laughs> ha. No, it works. I've got a few. Okay. okay Cold you. Blood by Lexan. Let's hear this shit. It's got that kind of industrial tinniness to it. I was thinking I sort of like don't know how to produce tinniness more than an industrial tinniness. Yeah, it feels kind of... <laughs> I, 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 it's, it sounds like... I, I don't want to be rude, but it sounds like pretty amateurish. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the only word I could use to describe it. I want to hear that sound as fuck one, so... <laughs> Hold on, let me listen to that again. That was probably the only good part. Oh, you spoke over it. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> you see, if you made the whole song into that, yeah, then that's... you might actually have something interesting. There we go. We accidentally, we accidentally made a better song than yours, buddy. <laughs> if we can make if we can make a better song than the song you submit to our demos, if we can make a better song in like literally like five fucking seconds, that's not good. I think we need to call the demo segment Squid Demos from now on. Squid Demos. <laughs> <laughs> demo games. Well, let's, the demo. Well, games. let's. Well, let's say let's see contestant number Milkshik at the top there without milkshik. a Milkshik. Hey guys, my name is Aurelis Ramos from Peru. <laughs> I have a music project called Milkshake. Milkshake. I really enjoy and respect the music. Dream Cadillac, I feel connected to your releases. I hope that you can give me a chance to release some of my fucking work. This is a SoundCloud link of my bastard devil. All right, Thank see. you. Thank you Milkshake. very much. Oh, he uh, deleted his fucking SoundCloud. Yeah, Rip. Cool. Rest in peace. Alright. Rest in peace, Milkshake. You got shot while playing red light, green light. Okay. <laughs> Alright, next one. Last old one and then let's go to something new. Let's go for yeah. Becca. 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 Okay. 
Hello, I love lots of music that your labor release, so I decided to contact you. I am a 27-year-old producer from Georgia, East Europe. I am really new to this industry, so I don't really have any releases or anything, actually, yeah. But hey, we gotta start somewhere, eh? I think my music will feel really well in your label. I just deleted my fucking SoundCloud because I'm a dipshit. <laughs> All right, go on. Y'all, if you're going to send us demos, could you like at least keep your SoundCloud open so we can fucking listen to them? Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really got that. All right, go on. Hey, Dream Catalog, hope all is well. I'd like to submit Claire Kelly's emotive... You know, this, this is her girl. Like, you're doing a fucking Boris Johnson accent for some girl. Boris Johnson <laughs> can have a sex change if he wants. That's right. fine. <laughs> Claire Kelly's emotive alt-folk music for your consideration. Springsteen fanatic <laughs> and mermaid recessive. So... so. so she she says here she thinks it would be a fantastic addition to Dream Catalog. But you also, in the same sentence, consider yourself a Springsteen fanatic. <laughs> right, okay. I don't have a good feeling about this one. Okay. Do you want to pick a tune? No One Is Looking At You by Claire Kelly. Let's hear this. Is this back? Am I on hold right now? <laughs> oh my god, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, I don't know. You. <laughs> Not a fun. No! no. <laughs> it, 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 it's like Holzik mixed with someone trying and failing to be like... What even is that vocal style? <laughs> what what even is that? that? It's like a beached whale crying for help sound of sound. It's, it's, it's like... <laughs> it sounds like someone's trying their best to do a share impression but failing miserably. That's what it sounds like. No, this, no this, it, this, it, this it actually reminds me of. I mean, like she can sing in tune. It's just that it reminds me of like Anthony and the Johnsons or something. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea at all. Yeah. In fact, I'd even worse to say it's shit. <laughs> all right, all right. One more old one. Let's see if we can get one more ones. old one. Mikhail Halley. Okay. Hello, hope you're well. I just finished a six-track album, Ambient Slash Experimental, that you can listen to here. Hope you will enjoy it, and we'll do, if you want to release it, it'll be a real pleasure of mine. It'll be really great. Okay. Please release my shit, please. Please release my music. Uh, well, he's got one called Eight Second Loop. I don't yeah, have a good I'm, feeling about that. I'm interested let's, let's... to hear that. I want to hear that one. Oh, so this guy's worked with Co Shrimp. You know, so he's a Dream Catalog artist. He's released on Dream Cup before. Mm. I just noticed that in the profile. So he has connections. Yeah. Go. 
guess this has got that kind of like caretaker William Basinski quality to it. Yeah, that kind of dark ambient haunting, yeah. kind of dragged out. Haunted bullshit. Oh, spooky ambient. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. Okay. It's, like, it's, it's not doing anything yeah. for All right, me. Alright, let's pick a different it's, one. See what it's else. just nice. Music for an empty train. Let's go. Still on that caretaker shit, huh? Mm. You know, after I listened to Caretaker, like, and that album's like a good eight hours long, right? That album, that album was fucking long. You've heard though. You've listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. You listened to the whole I've, thing. Yep. <laughs> after after I got done listening to that, you know what I thought to myself. I thought, who we? You know what I really need? I need a SoundCloud full of B-sides of that. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> well, to be honest, I don't even think that's an interesting album myself, the Kurtaker thing. It's, 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 it's experimental in the biggest quotation marks I can possibly yeah. put them in. It's like the concept, you know, what is it, about becoming the, the guy who's patient, yeah. right? Like, that would be fine if it was, like, you know, 45 minutes. Like, that would be interesting. But I don't want to sit there for, like, eight hours listening to that. It's like, come on, give me a break. Yeah. Um, like, uh, especially know, after like, getting double listening like, to it. It's like shorting it, so... yeah, it down into, like, you know, something listenable. Like, no one I am sorry. I am just fucking exhausted of ambient music. Like, <laughs> I have listened to so many people who just know how to hold two notes down on a pad and think that <laughs> they're fucking... Taker. It's like... I mean, see, this is, like, the thing is with ambient music is it's timeless. Like, this music will always be enjoyable. It's like, you know, what are we going to do with it? We can't really do much of it. It's timeless nature is all biggest hindrance because it's mm. like, okay, so you just completely... It's 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 forgettable, basically. But it's that's not the thing, timeless, you don't want it to be memorable. It's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want it to, you know, yeah. just be atmosphere. But yeah, um... Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was like, you know, I'd listen to that if I wanted to listen to an ambient mix or whatever, but um, it's not really, you know. We're looking for something with a little bit more spice, please, and thank you. Something that doesn't make me yawn. Alright, uh, go on. Okay, so I like Dietrich Esser. I like his name. Dietrich. I, I, oh, I we're going like with... painting by numbers. I hope you're in this game. Uh, we're an emerging London-based chill wave electronic band painting by numbers. We combine electronic beats with ambient synths, delayed ukulele, and delicate guitar lines with soothing female vocals. We've been a fan of your label and artist for some time now. I want to contact you about possibly releasing our latest free track EP with you for the potential of future release. Please know it. So we this. This is uh this email's kind of funny because it says Canadian label business casual. Since when was John <laughs> Zobaley Canadian? <laughs> I have never known fucking John Zobiel to be a fucking Canadian. <laughs> yeah, he's like probably one of the least Canadian people ever. Um, that is the most American Canadian I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it says our first physical cassette release was with Canadian label business casual. So okay. Vaporwave. But you were on a Chillwave slash Vaporwave label before that. Sure. 
so I you know I did uh, I did no. a, I did a mix for AM discs in 2014 so I go way back with them <laughs> I don't know man let's listen to be honest I didn't even know they were still going I thought they fucking fell off ages ago anyway um, let's listen let's to this alright pick a tune weakness <laughs> same same I like the way those two work together. You like her? I like the the, the duality of the vocals. I, I like that. That's a good touch. I like the little subtle synth in the back. But it's a bit gay. <laughs> yeah, just a bit, just a bit homosexual. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, personally, I don't like the guy's vocals. Uh, I think the girls' vocals are really good. I guess they're sort of on that kind of grime style. Um, you got some progression here. Like her, yeah, her, like the girls' vocals are fine. Um, but I guess like even the sound of it. Uh, I guess like the sound of it is like. Um, let me pause this. So if it's like you know churches, like shit that was out like ten years ago. Whatever, yeah, kind of stuff, it, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's breaking any new ground. It sounds like no. it's the kind of stuff that you could hear on a indie internet radio station somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's not really what we're looking for. I mean, it was fine for what it was, but I heart bagels, uh, heart new bagels. hot new band for your consideration. Oh my god, look at how many people he sent this email to. Look at <laughs> this. He's literally just yeah, he's literally people... just spammed this out. Well, people like you should, um, you know learn how to do a BCC rather than a CC and it wouldn't look like that yeah this is literally just this this has immediately put me off and the only thing he says is salutations well I guess the good thing is he's just giving wait whoa 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 whoa, whoa. go back up I swear I saw the young Turks he has sent his he has sent his song to the young Turks (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I even want to listen to this now I don't think it means the Young Turks. Um, I think it's... It'd be more funny if it was actually the Young Turks. <laughs> youngturks.co.uk Yeah, it was a .co.uk. So okay, so they're a... Yeah, they've got... Um, they're just like some industry, like, fake indie label with Jamie XX and shit on. No. Oh. Well, that immediately makes me FK in a very excited mood to this album. Yeah. I am so excited to listen to this demo, dude. I am I am on the edge of my fucking seat right now. Yeah, it's dis- distributed by Beggars Group, who own, like, Axel, 4AD, all that kind of stuff. So it's like I it's like st- fake, fake indie music, basically. And yeah, like, and, and he, he spammed it out to all the fucking labels he can find. Oh, boy... Let's get into this shit, shall we? Oh yeah, I forgot we were going to listen. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking. Yeah, I don't this. care about them spamming. That's that's fine. Like, whatever. All right, let's listen. Skeleton Factory. Yeah, which tune? He's called Skeleton Factory. I guess that's his name. Melt in Reverse. What a weird name. Okay, let's, let's go listen. for Melt in Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ambient. Yes, because everything is ambient. fucking ambient these days. That's why it's on the tags. Yeah. The thing is, like, ambient was, like, uncool as fuck until Dream Catalog came along and then we turned it into a huge trend in music. And now it's fucking uncool again. Yeah, like, <laughs> we made it cool and now we're bored of it, so it's uncool again. Now, like, uh, I, I still love ambient music, like, it's, a, you know, one of my favourite styles of music. It's just got to be a certain type if you want to get on Drink mm. High Evo. We've talked about what kind See, of the, shit this is, this is sounding nice, I'm quite liking it. See how it progresses. Reminds me a bit of, like, Ross Camilla, I guess. Yeah, it's got a lot of layers to it, a lot of texture. You see, this, is, this isn't just holding down two notes, this has actually got some kind yeah. of... See, I could get lost in this. You got lost. I could, if I wanted to. Sadly, him spamming it out to 40 different people kind of... blew the chance, but... You know what? I, I do like this. You know what it reminds me of? What? Like, some of the really early ambient records, like, like early 80s ambient, you know, like, fucking, um... Ryuji Sakamoto and, like, early Brian Eno stuff, and, like, just... Alright, let's pick up this like, one. Right, um... Early shit. Utility as contrast. Let's go. You see, this has got a dark edge to it. There's, there's a certain you know like. Though I, I like it, but it's gonna just remind me of stuff that was around like ten years ago. Yeah, it's not really uh, breaking any new ground. I mean, it's hard to break new ground, but it's like you know. Um... You could at least try. I mean, I like it, to be honest, it's good. Last time I put anything out was three years ago, so... I mean, it's not bad, not standout, you know? Just one more. It's playlist fodder, that's exactly what it is, it's playlist fodder. You put this in the playlist to fill it out, because you haven't got anything else there. <laughs> no, this is a vibe I like this. I'm appreciating the use of guitar, to be honest. Like, in my opinion, guitar's kind of fresh again. Like, this style of guitar, like, that that tone. Yeah, no, I, I do rate the fact that he's using, like, legitimate instruments, he's got a lot of layers going on, but all in all, the way that he's, like, assembled it and put it together just feels, like, uninspired. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like... I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it's uninspired. I think it's quite inspired. Okay, that's interesting. No, he's just a you know, he's just a guy making jams. Cool, I like it. Hmm. Yeah, I could take it or leave it personally. If he gets arrested, I'm not going to pay his bail. What I'm going to do is I'm going to forward it to our uh, email humble. Think about it. There we go. If you're sure, I mean. Yeah. Oh my sweet golly god! I, I guess you've got like the email of every like record label going. No. Yeah. So uh, we got here? Public service announcement to Wharf Cat Records. We've got your email address, you bitches. To who? 
Wolf Cat Records. Wolf Cat. <laughs> I've never even heard of them. We've got Stone Throws. Uh, we've got Polydor in here. Polydor. Sub Pop. <laughs> Could you imagine this fucking coming out on Sub Pop? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mute. Uh, there's just this 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 guy. This guy. Uh, it's it's a no from me, dog. It's a no from me. Well, it's a maybe from me. I didn't mind it, so I forwarded it to our email. And we'll have a look at it. Alright. Next. Next, I'm interrupted by someone coming up the stairs. You're gonna have to carry this for a minute. Oh, this one isn't even a. Um, what's it called? Hold on. I'm back, and I have a triangular fish for tea. A triangular Sorry, fish? Yeah, they didn't. Yes, they didn't drop us a SoundCloud link, so. I skipped it. Oh man. We'll have to go back and get an old one instead. What are you having for fish? Yeah, triangular shaped fish. What the fuck's a triangle fish? <laughs> it's literally like like a it's fish like fillet. A stingray or something. No, it's 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 battered breaded fish fillet, right. but it's been for some reason it's in the shape of a triangle. So like a fi- like a fish finger, but a triangle. More like a fish fillet, more like a like right. like you know, like a big side of fish. But triangle shaped for some reason. I don't Why? I don't know. I, I'll have a talk with the triangle fish people and see why their fish are coming out triangular. Okay. Let's get on with some other emails, shall we? Shit. Yeah. Let's see who else we got in here. Dreaming in HD. Hey, Dream Catalog. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I only recently got hip to your record label. With that being said, I'm currently in the process of listening to your entire label discography on Bandcamp. I love anime as much as you all, so I think I'll enjoy everything I listen to. Plus, for what I hear, your theme is the best of the best when it comes to Bandcamp drops. I'll be the fucking judge of that, you scumbag bitch. <laughs> I linked the two-track demo EP as part of a large eight-track project that I plan to release before the end of the year. I love to hear your thoughts and getting the feedback that you might have to improve upon it. You're gonna release this show, I'm gonna fucking shoot you. Alright, come. So he's only given us two tracks, and one of them's called Villain Interlude, so I definitely don't want to listen to a fucking interlude track. <laughs> what is it? These rats. Let's listen to these rats by Astro Rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I've got the sound effect uh. ready. Uh. Let him, let him. Just waiting for the 808. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you, as soon as you bring in the 808, we'll, we'll play the side effect. Oh, that was Wait for that 808. He's teasing it. See, see. Imagine, imagine if there was no 808 and it just like went on with the high hats and that was it. See, that would be fresh. Oh, let's, let's, let's see. Let's, right, let's see. keep listening. King trying to make this money stack, yeah. Man, some shit's been on my mind, though. I was going psycho, niggas slowing up, but my grind don't. No, he's on verses now. I think that's it. Now, I ain't really keeping up with trends, because the nigga in the zone now. These niggas closed now. Oh, wait, they been rap. that. How the fuck this nigga drop a mixtape, but he didn't rap. These niggas get... <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It's just like fucking trap, God's sake. 
Yeah, come on, give us something that isn't just trap. And also the 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 flow is just like it's like it's like the most uninspired, basic, no style, no talent, no fucking interest. <laughs> just like basic. Like at least if you're gonna be a rapper, at least put a little tiny bit of fucking work into your flow. Just a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. All right. Nice. Fuck me. Okay, is this the last one? I'll eat my triangular fish. Dietrich Esser. Greetings and salutation. I'd like to submit my band Magic Dietrich to your label. Unique avant-garde electronic rock, 80s and more. From the subtle grandeur of a song for girls to the hooks of industrial he crossover. He didn't give us a song, Link. Right, so um, let's, let's get another old one. Let's get another oldie. I'm sorry. Dietrich, you, you, you built yourself up and then you forgot to even include a fucking sound plan. Dietrich, just come on, man. Come on, man. What you doing? Get your shit together. All right. Um, can Winter. Can Winter. SoundCloud link in previous email doesn't work. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Hi again, Dream Catalog. I'm still Ken Nicholas Winter, Berlin based German Turkish musician. I just finished my solo album. I want to say it on to you. Hope you find the time to give it a listener's app through it. I'm ready to release. I just got a finishing artwork. Big love, and I hope you're feeling even more okay. Can. Come. The great kid, right? <laughs> All right, put the tune. Why is it raining? Why is it raining? Oh, why is it raining? Why is this song making me depressed? <laughs> <laughs> I know we only do that for the trap tunes, but we didn't get to use it properly in the last one, so... Well, I mean, that, that, that is fucking deserving of the sad trombone, I yeah, think. Yeah, that, uh, that was... No, that was too miserable. We need a better tune. That was, like... Did that is, any... like... Yeah, we need That's... to... We can't finish on that. Let's pick a different... Yeah. Um... Let's let's go with Laura. Okay. Hey, happy Monday! From Blockers Connected here. Wait, even, I hope your family is safe. No demo link. <laughs> Bloggers Connected. Bloggers are they're, right. they're trying to promote a blogging service in twenty twenty one. Like fucking deal. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's all about magazines now. Patreon.com slash Evolve Mag UK. All right. Um, Hell yeah. Let's go for dot B. Dot B. Hey, I'm Jules. It's pretty short and sweet. <laughs> and then he just gives us his SoundCloud like, "There you go. That's all you need." All right, let's see what Jules has off top. We got the kick. We got the hi hat. We've got all the elements of a great electronic song. Let's listen to this masterpiece and see what we make of it. Oh, yes. Oh, baby. I could dance to this. Oh, oh. This title's called I Have Dreams. 
But sorry, uh, we're gonna have to crush those dreams, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, that was I love that. The glitch of the demo segment. The what? Sorry. <laughs> what did you say? Lowest. You glitched. You glitched that. What's it? It's say? the greatest addition to the demo segment. The greatest addition to the had. demos. Yeah, yeah you're, just... you're proper glitching out now. Right. Let's just oh, pick one no. more. Let's pick one more demo and. Um... Let's get the fuck out of here, Alex Bourne. Right, Alex Bourne. Okay. Let's listen to Alex Bourne. Do you want to read that out? Give us a new accent that you've never done before, like brand new. Can you do a um, Jamaican? <laughs> Dear Dream Catalog, I hope you are well. Please check out my demos. I am a 25-year-old ambient musician from Cologne, Germany. <laughs> I've been listening to some of your more published projects. I feel that my music would fit well into your roster, man. My project <laughs> Gnome Now Anymore consists of eight tracks. You should listen to my shit, brother. All right, brother. All right, let's um, go and pick one. Pick a track. Sunlight, nineteen ninety-six. And go on, bloody do something then. This is the most boring music I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm actually finding the sound of the chip crunching within my mouth to be more interesting than this. <laughs> Alright, so you sign let the signers off for the week then. <laughs> we are going to regrettably let this signers off. Alright, but... one more, one more. Come on, we gotta get something better. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you. Let's let's get something <laughs> actually fucking decent on the go here. <laughs> Let's find. Uh, there's gotta be a good song. Come on, guys. It's gotta be one good thing. Yorkland. Let's go from. Let's go to Yorkland. Yorkland. No SoundCloud link. You fucking little dirty <laughs> red bastard. This guy's got some ambience here. Vinyl ambience. Interested. I am more no, no. 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 Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the ambience. No, I don't want any more ambience. I don't want to listen to it anymore. Alright, Q-Live. Q-Live is an electronic music producer from Johannesburg, producing melodic techno and progressive house. His style of house music is more progressive melodic techno. I'm on techno again. No, fuck that. I'm so bored. Of <laughs> I'm not even clicking that one. Sorry, just whatever. Your reaction to techno is my reaction. It's just like to we, we just had like techno ambient, techno ambient. Let's get something fucking different going here. Yeah. If you're gonna do That's techno, why... do like some raw, like abrasive, interesting techno. If you're gonna do ambience, yeah. do raw, abrasive, interesting ambience. No more fucking yeah. run of the mill techno or ambient, please. 
please. Please. I'm, I'm not please. Of, um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... I'm trying to find some Xerxes the Dark. Ooh, I oh, like that. The sounds name of more that. interesting. Xerxes. The Hello, it's Xerxes the Dark. I prepared a demo <laughs> for my upcoming album called the Le- the Rise of AI, based on a sci-fi concept. The genre of album is somehow industrialized dark ambient slash IDM, and the concept is the AI is taking control of a space base and arming the cyborgs, humanoids, and robots <laughs> to strike the Earth. <laughs> sounds more up to uh, the so-called dream punk record club than um was you actually used the word dark in there thank you thank you very much i all appreciate right. that xerxes all right we'll, we'll give it a chance anyway. let's see uh space ambient by xerxes the dark industrial oh. ambient industrial, industrial ambient. ambient please let's let, let, let's, let's, let's at least make this somewhat interesting let's, hold on he's got some tunes here so primer material let's let's just look Ugh. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Can anybody make music anymore? Is it just fucking... <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? That's it. No, I, I give up. Fuck the demo segment. I've quit. I'm it's done. Like, yeah. I'm out. So, until next week. Peace. Patreon.com slash evolve. Mark UK.